Julia Adolph, and welcome to Loose Leaf Notebook, where we will explore the connection between creativity and mental health, nurturing artistry, emotional intelligence, and self-care. I'm a composer, and I will be sharing my own personal creative process and journey towards mental health, as well as inviting other artists and creative individuals to share their own inspiring stories with you. So yeah. how do you think you um, were able to connect to this more playful side um, during these past couple of yeah. months? Um, to be honest with you, I watched your show, your, <laughs> one, of your, one of your shows, and, I, and you were talking about your journaling. Mm -hmm. And I also like to journal a lot. And I, 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 as a kid, I think we talked about this the other day. You, yeah. you know, growing up only child, it's like you got to figure out ways to entertain yourself and so I did it right I was always I always had a diary I always had you know I have some from high school that are like pretty scary to look at when did it become less joyful and playful and more stressful analytical for me that was definitely college college okay. um undergrad um at Juilliard because oh. yeah exactly <laughs> I'd love to hear kind of how you've been doing these past six months, whatever you want to share. Um, yeah, I struggled a lot um, when the Black Lives Matter um, movement started really, you know, really broke out because I was not able to go to protests because of health concerns. And, um, and I was also sort of just like shutting down during that time in a way and um, felt like oddly, like weirdly confused and pressured and alarmed by all of the things that were going on, like that were being posted on social media and all that, you know, the, the steady flow of that started to feel like it was happening and I was so disconnected from it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, um, and I had to really think about like taxing yourself, you know, when you're already sort of the subject of the upheaval, um, right. taxing yourself further by, you know, is not healthy, but also I didn't feel like I was participating either. Um, and it's not that, you know, it's that we have to, what is the best way for me to participate? Um, and I sort of came to the conclusion um, that I, I looked at, you know, looked at where am I actually like affiliated what organizations am I affiliated with currently? And watching um, the discussions like within classical music um, actually shift was like, okay, there is an opportunity here that's being presented. And I have a voice and that's been historically hard for me to like speak up. But I also have to, you know, recognize that the discomfort around talking about race is shared. It's a shared discomfort, no matter what color you are or anything. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it either. But like in order for the conversation to evolve, we really do need to all be participating in this conversation together. Um, so <sighs> it's, yeah, it, it's a how, big one. Yeah. So how do you know? Well, first off, Thank you for sharing all of that. Sure. Um, and how, so how do you know how to pace yourself with all of mm -hmm. this? Um, I've started to notice certain physical 
cues in my body. Okay. I've just been starting to try to listen to my body a little more. I have, um, you know, because I do have like an anxious, like I was saying, waking up this morning with the with the like spinning thing up my front. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, I have cues that I'm just starting to pay attention to, and it has to do with like, you know, how my my back feels, how my neck, how my you know organs are functioning, like how you know just my general physical health. Like anything you're practicing, we're practicing you know, composition, we're practicing anti-racism, we're practicing health, we're, you know, it's like, as long as you return to it, that's mm -hmm. what matters, right? So if you have to back off, it's okay, but you like know when and how, you know, when you want to return and, and do return. Did you have thoughts sort of before you transitioned or before you made that decision that potentially your anxiety and depression would go away or because I mean I just know from experience like I've had so many fantasies about if I do this if I do this the anxiety will the, the illness will vanish I always have these dreams of these things just like disappearing and right I think I mean especially with like depression and anxiety I think I would always tell myself like oh it's just the situation that I'm in that's making me anxious when really what I had to do is like confront who I am and accept that but I do think that like transitioning has allowed for that a little bit because like I mean I think about like before surgery and after surgery is literally night and day like I cannot overestimate the difference it has made for me. So do you feel comfortable sharing with us how art saved your life? It's a pretty big statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was uh, eight years old, uh, my father died. A couple weeks prior to that, I was playing in one of my first youth orchestras, uh, and we were playing this very uh, sort of beginner arrangement of Dvorak's New World Symphony. And our conductor at the time, you know, encouraged all of us to go to the, uh, the Blockbuster video store, rest in peace, and uh, pick <laughs> up a uh, copy of a recording and just listen to the full piece. About two weeks after my dad passed away, it was the first time I ever remembered seeing my mom cry. And I woke up in the middle of the night hearing her cry in her room, and I, and I couldn't fall asleep. I put in the CD because I just, I, I wanted to try to find a way to sleep, and so... I was turning sort of through the, the CD and I did the second movement. And it was the first time I listened to anything that had allowed me to sort of calm my spirit and just fall asleep. And I listened to that CD every night for the next nine months. It was the only way I could fall asleep. Fast forwarding uh, some years down the road, we'd hit this point where it just, it, for several reasons, that it kind of felt like the weight of the world was, was kind of falling on my shoulders for a bit. And it was the first time where I had felt not only entirely alone, but I was really just handling what at the time I didn't know to process as depression. And it was the first time I had ever had, and, and I'm grateful to say one of the only times, you know, I had actually had um, a suicidal ideation. And I was just digging through a box of junk in my room at the time and I found the CD that I had forgotten about altogether, mm. this, this New World Symphony recording. Remembering how 
the, what I was experiencing at that moment um, relative to what my mom was experiencing in the moment when I first listened to this piece was mm. all that I needed to kind of recenter myself a bit. I knew that I wanted to be able to provide the feeling and the relief and the safety that I felt listening to that music. And I want to be able to provide that for other people. People keep talking about this being unprecedented times. Um, so as, as a man in his 90s, um, how do you feel about that statement? Well, Julia, I've lived through a lot of unprecedented times. Yes. Uh, I was born in Germany at the probably the worst uh, murderous kind of thing that happened in many centuries. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, and the Second World War, which killed over 60 million people. So, you know, uh, this pandemic is terrible for us living through it. But once it's passed, we have to be creative enough to inspire people to see that it doesn't happen again. I think we have to always be hopeful that something that occurs like a pandemic or a murder will lead to something better. Are you looking forward to seeing your students again? Oh, I so am looking forward to them. I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> I miss them all because we became so close, I felt. And there's something ironically very intimate, I find, about Zoom. We see inside each other's homes. We were, um, we're dressed casually. We're just, you know, there's just nothing separating us anymore. Yeah. Right. Uh, strangely enough, they're going to have to be very strong. I mean, it was t it's been tough for every generation of musicians. Um, my parents were so against my becoming a musician. Um, you know, you're going to end up on the street. You're going to end up on the street. You know, that was like, <laughs> and, you know, by hook or by crook, there are certain people who managed to kind of stay aloft. And it's it's hard. It has been hard. And I think it's going to be harder. Mm -hmm. So um, I invest all my hope and all my love in my students. I mean, this question is coming from my experience writing, but do you think that there's some sort of like pressure or expectation that you're putting on yourself for that money moment? I just put extraordinary, enormous amounts of pressure on myself anyway. You know, it's just how I am. I'll work on two measures for four days. You know. I will too. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. You know. But sometimes on those parts where I just can't figure it out, um, and those, at those moments I hate composing, <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, I don't. I don't really hate it. I just hate that I can't think of. It's frustrating. It's like playing chess and always getting checkmated. You know? Do you put the same kind of pressure on yourself that you do when you're writing as when you are performing and specifically maybe with improvisation? How does that work with your piano performance? Well, no, not in improvisation because there the idea is that you're going, you're, you're composing spontaneously. And the idea is you're going for things that are different. I actually think mistakes are proof that you're improvising. Other than the glass of red wine, do you have um, <laughs> other other things that you do to kind of help you unwind before you write or before you perform? I don't really ever unwind from music, you know? 
witches can be hard on a relationship, you know. You have to explore yourself a lot, and it's a very solitary um, existence sometimes, and it's hard to let other people in. Music's always kind of going on in my head, yeah. um, and uh, I have to kind of dim it down to, to do other things. But like, for instance, like I'm looking at a beautiful, beautiful row of flowers or a beautiful row of trees, and I'm thinking of what it sounds like in my head musically. It somehow relates, and I, it's hard to turn it off. I've been watching your your interviews, and I found a lot of comfort in, in them and hearing about um, how you were managing create you know your creative impulses and like like trying to reconnect with with that in a different way and I found that to be very inspiring and helpful um, to realize that it was actually a thing that was happening that was like physically happening to me <laughs> that my you know that why why wasn't I able to do what I want to do you know to me, theater is a place where I feel like connected to a community. Before um, stage and theater, um, I wasn't, I had trouble like adapting to high school and finding a true friend group. Yeah. But um, when I um, joined the spring show Mary Poppins in my freshman year, it opened me up to a lot of new opportunities, including meeting all my current friends. Well, I'm sorry that your, you know, your high school is your high school year, you know, your senior year, junior year, those are such amazing years. And I'm, I'm sorry that they're being impacted, but um, it's fine. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but I, I will, I will say that uh, college is, is way better. Oh yeah. I am really <laughs> excited for college. Thank you for listening to Loose Leaf Notebook. I'm Julia Adolph and the music you are hearing is my orchestral work, Dark Sand Sifting Light, performed by the New York Philharmonic with Alan Gilbert conducting. If you'd like to hear some more of my music, you can visit my website at juliaadolph.com or my YouTube channel, which also has video versions of all of these podcasts. Thanks again. <laughs>